You're listening to SBS News. Canberra, like much of Australia, may be winding down ahead of the Christmas and New Year break. But in North Queensland, there's been no chance to rest, thanks to post-cyclone Jasper flooding. This Cairns man... Elliot Outman says he's one of many facing a massive clean-up bill after two waves of flooding hit his business. Pretty shattered. Everything, everything went under. This was the highest it's ever been. All the carts went under, computers, everything we have is underwater and covered in mud. So, yeah. The federal government has confirmed Commonwealth disaster funding is kicking in for those impacted. The Australian Defence Force has also been sent north to help. It's understood more than 13,000 people are still without power and about 150 ADF personnel, equipment and four aircraft have been deployed to communities who remain isolated from Cooktown to Innisfail. But there's also been criticism of the Bureau of Meteorology, with reports some people north of Cairns received a major flood alert only after they'd become isolated. Emergency Management Minister Murray Watt says the Bureau has done nothing wrong. There are sometimes weather systems that even with the best will in the world and the best possible science can't be absolutely predicted down to the precise detail. Um, But the fact is uh, that... I was certainly seeing warnings on the general media, on social media from the Bureau of Meteorology for days leading up to this event that we were facing life-threatening flash flooding. That was there for all people to see. The government has also come under pressure once again over its position on the Middle East. A letter calling for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza has been released, signed by more than 200 current and former politicians, including former Foreign Affairs Ministers Bob Carr and Gareth Evans. Those calls also continue to come from protest groups, like the one outside of the Lowy Institute this week, where Anthony Albanese gave a keynote speech. This protester says they intend to keep demonstrating. Uh, Mr Anthony Albanese, is people are going to follow you everywhere and we are going to make things very uncomfortable for you if you continue to con- support this genocide. The support for Palestine is growing and we are going to follow it through to actually end Australia's complicity with this genocidal war. The Prime Minister said in his speech that Australia's position remains the same. Israel has the right to defend itself and the way it does so matters, which is why we have called on Israel to respect international humanitarian law. This means civilians and civilian infrastructure must be protected and humanitarian aid must be allowed to reach those in desperate need. The PM also said Hamas had its own role to play. This cannot be one-sided. Hamas must release all hostages immediately and unconditionally. It must stop using Palestinian civilians as human shields and it must lay down its arms. And I reiterate what I said in Parliament in October. Hamas is the enemy, not the Palestinian people. There can be no role for Hamas in the future governance of Gaza and Gaza must not be used as a future platform for terrorism. None of us should abandon hope in the ultimate goal, a two-state solution with Israelis and Palestinians living securely and prosperously within internationally recognised borders. Meanwhile, Australia is considering its options for an operation in the Red Sea. The US has announced it's organising a 10-nation task force to safeguard commerce after attacks by Yemeni rebels forced major shipping companies to reroute. 
Assistant Defence Minister Matt Thistlethwaite has told Sky News Australian staff are already in the Middle East as part of the combined maritime force in the Arabian Gulf. He says it's not yet clear if Australia will join the US-led Red Sea operation. So we gained some further information last night about the request. At this stage, a decision hasn't been made. Uh, We're considering the request and we'll make a decision in due course. That's not good enough for Deputy Liberals leader Susan Lee. Why is it taking so long to give our allies the response that they deserve? Is it because we lack the will? Is it because we lack the capability? Which is it? Why is it? This is weak and indecisive from our Prime Minister. Back in Canberra, diplomatic efforts continue, this time with New Zealand Prime Minister Chris Luxon. He's arrived in Sydney for talks with Anthony Albanese on his first official visit. Thank you. Sorry about the weather. No, it's all good. All good. It's all good. <laughs> Regional security has already emerged as a prominent point of discussion. Chris Luxon says it's been agreed the Australian and New Zealand foreign ministers will meet early in the new year to talk about those issues. We know we're facing a more challenging and complex world. Uh, Close security and defence relationships uh, we have with our only ally, Australia, is very foundational for New Zealand. And so New Zealand is committed to doing our share of the heavy lifting in the alliance. And I'm determined that New Zealand will continue to work alongside Australia as we seek to advance our shared interests and our common values. Deborah Grok, SBS News.